Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Hi, Facebook family. This is Pastor Helene Robinson again. I trust that all of you are doing well, um, seeing and believing that God has kept you since the last time we were together. Um, there is a word from the Lord on today. And I want to share that with you and prayerfully it will bless you as it did me. I tell you, God is so good. I know, I know we are meeting, doing uh, some strange times in our country and in our world. Church as we know it for the moment is not the same, but God is still on the throne. So therefore he's still saving, he's still delivering, he's still healing. He's still working miracles. And so for that, we can look to him for strength. So on this morning, there is a word from the Lord, but I want to pray before we get started. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for another day you have blessed us to see. Thank you for your angels that watched over us last night as we slumbered and slept. And Father, we just thank you for early morning rise. Now, God, touch our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have to say. Father, I come against all distractions um, right now. Father, you are about to speak to us through your word. So we give you glory in advance for what the word is going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I know in a few short weeks, Mother's Day will be here. And as a mother myself, I honestly think it should be Mother's Month. But that's a whole different story. Um, but I tell you, it's an exciting time. Um, I know with all that's going on in the world, Mother's Day will probably look a little different. You know, we will not be taking mother maybe out to eat, depending on where you are. A whole lot, you may not be able to come over the house and have the huge gatherings. So you don't know, but we still can love on our mothers. But as I was studying and preparing for this week's message, um, God kind of dropped in my spirit another group of women. You may not be mothers. And before you were a mother, you may have been and still are a part of this group. And it's the sister group. Now we don't have a sister day. We have a mother's day, but there's this group called sisters. And so this morning I wanted to say and, and kind of put out there in the atmosphere, thank God for a good sister. Now there's a sister and then a sister. And we're going to talk about the difference because I tell you, my sisters are needed in this time. I know we are independent women and I know we have accomplished a whole lot in this life, but I tell you, I need my sisters. And so I want to talk about that on this morning and you are important. So if by chance mother has gone on to be with the Lord, or if by chance you say to me, Pastor Robinson, I am an only child. I don't have any siblings and all like that. How can I be a big good big sister. Well, yes, she can. So I want to talk about that, but let's define what a sister really is. We're going to pick up where there was a biological experience in the word of God, where a sister was key to her brother getting to where God wanted him to be. And then there was a case where there's a camaraderie between two women and that's a sister too. So it's not just a biological connection, but a sister is also one in which you have a camaraderie with or a strong relationship with. So let's see. A sister is actually a female who has one or both parents in common with another. So that means you have siblings, whether it's another sister or a brother. So you are a sister. That is the definition of a sister. 
It is also, listen to this, a girl or woman who is a member of a Christian church. So when you call Sister Williams or Sister Brown, you in line with what it really means. It's not just you making up something because we grew up hearing it happen in church. That's the definition of the word sister. And also a girl or woman regarded as a comrade, or listen to this, an intimate friend or associate. Now, I have two other sisters biologically, but I have a whole lot of sisters according to this definition, a girl or woman regarded as a comrade. And so it's also a girl or woman who shares with another a common national or racial origin. So a sister, a sister, I can have a biological sister or I can connect with another young lady and we can be considered sisters. I know in this day and time, you know, all the women across the world have come together with the Me Too movement. And they are somewhat our sisters because we have gathered for one common goal. You know, sisters or women in politics, we can all gather for different meanings and different purposes and we can be considered sisters. I want you to know in the body of Christ, we need to connect with our sister with one common goal is that I want to see you be the best that God has called you to be. Now, I'm going to tell you, from one sister to another, sometimes it's hard for us to connect. And I'm going to fix my English. It's hard for us to connect. Men will connect over sports like it's nothing. Y'all know it. They don't care. Men will be out there on the lawn cutting their grass, sweaty, dirty, and all. And they'll connect with a brother about a football game. They're not all into that. Or they like their little car washing their car. We have a tendency, we don't connect as well. That little green-eyed monster, jealousy and envy kind of messes with us as sisters. But here's the thing. I need my sister. I need my sister. Not just my biological sisters, but I need my sister. I need my sister. In order for me to get where God wants me to be, I need my sister. And here's the thing. As I was studying, I, I begin to picture, let's say you're helping somebody get up a ladder. And what's dangerous about a ladder usually cannot handle but one person at a time. But if somebody gets stuck and you kind of climb up behind them, you're pushing them up. But if you notice, as you are pushing them up to the top, you're also taking one step and you're going up too. Now, the way it works is somebody should be behind you pushing you up so we all can get to the top together. So here's the thing. Don't ever think you don't need your sister. Now, you can have an attitude and y'all have your little fights and but yeah, yeah, you need your sister. But I want to go to a passage of scripture that talks about, it gives us an example of a big sister helping her brother, playing an intricate part and in helping her brother get to where God wanted her to be. Now, I will say this, in order to help people, you're going to have to be willing that if they don't call your name, or if all the attention isn't on you, you're going to have to be a strong and secure sister in who you are. And sometimes we know it. It's okay if, if both sisters, and I mean biological and my girlfriend's sister, if we all on the same boat. But if one sister gets promoted or one sister gets married and the other sister doesn't, you got to be careful that you watch the heart now. So I have to be mindful as a sister that I want my sister whether it's my biological or just my stick girl, to move ahead because I know my turn is next. When my sister prospers, guess what? I prosper. But let's look at uh, the word of God and go to Exodus chapter two. Exodus chapter two, 
And I want to start at verse one and I'll be reading from the new international version. And it says, now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Now, this was the time when um, the, the boys that were born were, were killed. So let's, you probably already can tell who I'm talking about, but I want you to focus on the sister. Most of the time we focus on the baby in this story. I want you to focus on the sister. Now, this is this biological connection as sister. Verse three said, but when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. Verse four says, his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Now, so Moses was born and the Bible says when his mother could not hide him any longer, in other words, the baby was getting larger and maybe crying and maybe becoming more noticeable and ran the chance about it. Someone finding out that she had given birth to a male child. She had to do something. Now, here's the thing. I can imagine that in that household, Moses probably got more attention than his sister. The mother spent all her waking moments trying to make sure that he was quiet that he was fed, he was changed before he could cry. You know, mom probably prayed to the Lord, Lord, keep him safe. All of her attention was given to this one child, but there was a sister too. So I wonder how this sister was feeling when all of the attention was given to her brother. Well, you can tell how she felt by her actions, okay? Now I, I, I will propose or put out there in the atmosphere today, even my biological sisters and brothers, we're all needed. Now, I know some family relationships and dynamics are tough. Not everybody is close, but I decree and declare God wants family reconciliation because you weren't born just to enter any old family. You just don't have any old brothers and sisters. Who you have as brothers and sisters, who your parents are, was God ordered and designed. He knew exactly who would need who. So I tell you, even though the relationships may be strained, man, my sister plays a part in my success. My brother plays a part in my success. And so we're seeing here in scripture where this sister had a lot to do with her brother's success. So it says, verse four, his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen. Verse five says, then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw a baby and he was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister, I'm telling you, that sister played a success. Haven't given her name yet, just said her sis his sister. It says, then one of the Hebrew babies, she said, then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Sister playing a key role in her brother's success. The Bible doesn't even give the sister's name. 
even though what the sister did was key in Moses getting to where he needed to be, being in Pharaoh's house. And, I mean, but the sister without even, the Bible does not even say her name, but her importance was nonetheless relevant. And so here's the thing. We have to, as sisters, I don't have to get the credit. You don't have to call my name. But if my sister is blessed, or if I am able to be a blessing to somebody else, I have to take that and realize God sees and he's going to bless me. So his sister asked Pharaoh, shall I go get a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby for you? Verse eight said, yes, go. And she answered. And so the girl, never given her name, went and got the baby's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. Moses, his mother, this doesn't happen, which I think you should. I'm telling you, there should be a law. Who gets paid to take care of their own baby? Glory to God. I digress. Who gets paid? God worked so intricately with the sister and the mother that the sister suggested right on the spot. Hey, you want me to go get a, 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 a Hebrew that can nurse the baby? I got one for you. I got one. And goes and get his own mother. And then to cap it off, they going to pay her to take care of her baby. Ain't nothing but Jesus. So I, I'm going to tell you, I think father should, the world should consider that. It says, so the woman took the baby and nursed him. And when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses saying, I drew him out of the water. Even when you go unnamed or not mentioned, you are still important as a sister. You're still important, still important. Now, I want to go to another part. I want to go to another example in the word of God of, of just women, sisters. Now, you got a sister that was Moses and his sister Mary. But I want to go to another set of women, Naomi and Ruth. These are sisters. And let's see how this relationship of loyalty and great love and great sacrifice. And so the story of Naomi and, and Ruth, and I'm sure you know, and, and it talks about Naomi and her, Ruth was her daughter-in-law and she had another daughter-in-law named Oprah. And so Naomi ends up at a point where her sons die. Ruth's husband died, Oprah's husband dies, Naomi's husband dies. And so Naomi now is left with her and just her two daughter-in-laws, no male in the household to take care of them, no male to see about them. So Naomi, being a very unselfish woman, turns to her daughter-in-laws and say, look, I don't have anything else for you. There's nothing I can do. The men in the house are gone. Y'all are young enough and vibrant enough. You could probably go find you another husband. Go back to your homeland and find you another husband and maybe God will be good to you, the Bible says, and shine on you and give you another husband. Now, Oprah, one of the daughter-in-laws, decided, you know what, I'm gonna take her up on that. So she left, she left and she went back. I'm not saying it was a good, or I'm not saying it was a decision that did not go without some, some stress. And I'm not saying that Oprah just washed her hands and was glad to go. No, I'm just saying she was human and she thought about it. I'm not judging whether she's right or wrong, because if we tell the truth, when we look at certain things, we take it from the human standpoint too. So let's not hate on Oprah for going back. And Naomi told her, go back and maybe God will be good to you. Maybe God will be faithful and, and show favor to you. Well, here is one Ruth, daughter-in-law too, in the same boat as Oprah, her husband that died as well. 
She didn't have a male figure in the house. Here's Naomi. She doesn't have a, her father-in-law has died. No male figure. My mother-in-law is telling me to go. My mother-in-law is giving me a way out. My mother-in-law is even telling me why you should go. She says, look, I'm old. I don't have a male figure. Maybe you would do better. Somebody can take care. The mother-in-law is talking and telling the truth of the situation. But here's the thing. There was such a bond of sisterhood. There was such a love for Naomi that Ruth told her, I'm not going. And finally, no, she says, where you lodge, I'll lodge. Where you go, I'll go. Where you die, I'll die. And when Naomi realized the depth and the length of that and the breadth of that relationship, she didn't say another word. Now, I'm going to tell you, sisters, true sisters, were sacrificed for another sister. Yeah. Look, you know, my sister needs a light bill paid, needs a few more dollars to get what she needs. Well, I need to get my hand done because I need a burn. You know, I go to work. I can't be looking crazy. But if my sister needs something, I am going to have to be willing to sacrifice and put my own desires on the back burner burner. And we're going to go through this thing together. My sister's going through my, my sister may have something happening in her life. If I have to stay up all night long to talk to my sister, if I have to sacrifice my sleep and my rest, if, if I have to put something on the back burner and take care of my sister, that's what a real sister would do. And I'm going to tell you in this day and time and what we're living in and the times we're living in now, sisters are going to be important. You're going to have to be willing to look outside just because your house is okay is not enough. You're going to be, have to put yourself out there as a true loyal sister that's going to be willing to go unnamed. You don't get the attention. Nobody may know you helped that person. Nobody may know that it was you that gave that idea. Nobody may know that you slipped that money in her mailbox and helped her. The reality of it is a real sister, a real sister wants to see another sister do better. Now I want to give you a scripture and then we're going to pray because I really, this, this kind of touched me because I am thankful. I have had sisters in my life that have been there with me and for me doing some tough times. And God then has allowed me to be the one that was there for others. And I'm going to tell you, there's no feeling like it in the world, but I want you to go last scripture, Ecclesiastes four, Ecclesiastes chapter four. And I want to start at verse 10. And I'm going to tell you why it's important, why it is important. Oh my goodness. It's important. It's important. It's important. And I want to read it from the message translation. And it says, it's better to have a partner than to go in alone, share the work, share the wealth. And if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, it's like tough. Two in a bed warm each other. Alone, you shiver all night. By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? A third stranded rope isn't easily snapped. I'm going to tell you, I tell you, if you find one good one, you can help. It's good. You can make it. But man, if I can get me three of them, if I can get a few more, if I can get a sister group where we covenant with each other to be there for each other, 
the male. There is nothing that we can't do together. Some godless sister that's, when you don't feel up to praying, you get your good sister, she'll pray for you. When you feel like you're about to make an unwise decision, a yield to the flesh, you get you a good godless sister and she'll pray you through that thing. So I decree and declare during these challenging times, you'll be surprised what a good sister can do for you. So I tell you, on to that, I want to thank God for a big sister. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word of God on today. Thank you, oh God, for the sisters that you have placed in our lives. Before they were mothers, they were sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even after, you know, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day and long after our children are grown and gone and have families on their own, Father, you still have called all of us, all of us to be a big sister to somebody. So Father, on today, I pray for those women that that may not have that impact in somebody else's life yet. Never thought about it. Man, I, I am supposed to be helping somebody else. I'm supposed to be making an impact in somebody's life. So Father, I pray for that open door of ministry for that young lady. I pray for that mature mother that will make a connection with a young woman that needs some guidance. I pray for these relationships of God. I come against envy. I come against jealousy. I come against strife, God, help us to unite and, and help one another up. Help us, help us to be that connected group. Help us, dear God, that when one falls, another is there to pick the other up. Help us, God, be concerned about our sister. And Father, we're going to thank you for it. The word of God says you have given us the spirit of reconciliation. I pray for those families where relationships are torn. I pray for those families where some sisters biologically haven't talked in years. Father, I pray for restoration of those families. And Father, because we have prayed in faith, we know that you hear us. And the word of God says you not only hear us, but you promise to answer. So Father, in Jesus' name, we believe by faith that families and relationships shall be mended, that we can be the sisters that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I pray you enjoyed the word of God on today. Man, it was fun. It was fun. This lesson caused me to cry a little bit and caused me to laugh a little bit because I realized I need to do better. That's what it caused me to cry. But then when it caused me to laugh, because some of the best time I've had in my life has been hanging out with some of my sisters. So I tell you, I thank God for it. And I pray that the word found good ground on today and that the word will bring forth much fruit. So this is Pastor Helene Robinson saying, have a good week. Find yourself a good sister this week. Tell them how much you love them. And until next time, be blessed and stay safe. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.